Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. So, Lord God, we come to praise you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that you have a great plan for this world, and you sent your Son, and he died, and he rose again from the dead. And we give you praise this Easter Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Christ has risen. And we give you glory and honor and all the thanks. Be magnified in this place. Lord, open our ears to hear your word. And I pray that hearts would be responding to you. And you would do a new thing in your church here, even at the Vine, in your church universal. And we pray this in the name of Jesus our Lord and Savior, our risen Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, wow, it's so beautiful to be here. Uh, I'm John Adams, lead pastor at The Vine, and I just want to welcome you if you're here in person or online today. It's so true. Jesus is alive. Isn't that great news? We've just sang about it. We sang that song earlier, He Lives. Here's the words. See the tomb where he laid. See the stone rolled away. He is risen. He is risen. He's alive. See his hands. See his feet. Touch his scars. And believe he is risen. He is risen. He's alive. Oh, he is alive. You see, our God has defeated death. He promises that he will come rescue everyone who believes in him. And most of us today are pretty excited, right? Excited that Christ rose again from on the third day. You see, today is not about Easter bunnies or nice meals or even a day off or whatever it is. It's about Christ what he came to do, his mission. He died, and on the third day, Christ broke the shackles, the bondage of sin, Satan, and death, and he rose. Praise be to our God. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. So Easter is that very celebration. It's the foundation of the Christian faith. Jesus is alive, and Christ himself has defeated the power of death. That's why we're so hopeful today, right? Yeah? Our Savior lives. Jesus not only rose himself, he has the power to make you and me alive today. Do you believe that? You see, uh, today we're going to be looking at a passage where Jesus works powerfully to physically raise a man from the dead. And that was really pretty cool. I mean, amazing stuff. But what's even greater is when he raises someone spiritually from the dead, which gives lasting, eternal kind of ramifications. It changes us forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's crazy good. Easter is that celebration today. And today we're going to be looking at some verses from... uh, 
John chapter 11 about how Jesus came to raise his friend Lazarus. And so if you have your Bibles or your handhelds, turn with me to John chapter 11. We're going to start in verse 17. I remind you that this is God's great and gracious word. And now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet, he yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. This is God's great word. And we give thanks to him for providing his great revelation of himself. You see, from this passage, we see that Jesus rose from the dead that you and I may have life. Great news, right? And the first thing that we want to look at in conjunction with that is this, is that Jesus makes dead things come to life. Look at verse 25. Jesus said to her, who is Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, what does he mean here, actually? We are dead in our sin, and we know that Jesus can bring us life, and only he can do that, right? And, and physically, coming back from the dead is pretty, pretty uh, significant, right? Can you imagine that if you were there that day? A little later in this passage, Jesus says, come out to Lazarus, and he, he comes out of the grave. He obeys his creator. What if you were there and you saw someone physically raised from the dead? That would be a big wow, right? That would be a moment. But you remember that uh, Lazarus would live some years and he would die again. But you know what's, a, what's even uh, perhaps the greater miracle, the greater work? Spiritually, every one of us in this room and who are listening online, we can be raised from death to life. We can know God. We can be changed from the inside out. You see here, it's what's, what's interesting here is uh, that uh, Lazarus, you know, when he was raised from the dead, 
that was a great act of kindness and mercy to his sisters, Mary and Martha, who were so sad, family and friends in Bethany. I mean, again, what compassion Jesus has, right? But remember that Lazarus was a believer in God. He knew, looked forward to Jesus, and he trusted in Jesus, apparently. And when he died, he went directly to heaven. Now, you, can you imagine him leaving heaven and coming back to earth? That may have been his worst day. <laughs> but what a day for the family. And he would die eventually. And the big point of all of this is Christ can raise you and I from the dead. He came that day and raised Lazarus to point to the greater spiritual raising of our lives as we put our trust in him. Notice here how he begins this statement. I am the resurrection and the life. He says, I am. Do you know what that means? If you go back to Exodus chapter 3, it's when Moses before he was, as he was commissioned by God to lead the people of Israel out of 430 years of slavery, God appears to him in a bush that's burning. It was God's presence. And out of that bush, you know what he says? He gives to uh, Moses the holiest of his names. He says, I am that I am in Exodus 3.14. And what he was saying here is, when he said that is, I am the only self-sufficient one. I have need for no one else but myself. And I am the holy, sovereign, all-powerful God, all wrapped into one. I will do all the work that you need. My name is I Am, which was the name Yahweh. And it was such a holy name, the people of Israel wouldn't even speak it. And, and here he comes, Jesus comes to Martha and says, I am. And she knew exactly what he was saying. She was, he was using the name Yahweh. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Martha does not know it yet. But when Jesus says this to her, he's about to win a major battle. And the defeat of death and sin and the grave God is about ready to give and show all those who attended Lazarus' funeral and all those who were there mourning those four days that, that a glimpse of what would happen in the final day when Jesus himself will return and the dead in Christ will be raised up and be united to their bodies and there will be such a great party in the presence of God. Everything will be made complete. And we will, the whole world, everyone who has believed in him, will be perfectly made in him. You see, and this is a beautiful glimpse into that amazing future reality. And in the moment, Jesus isn't somehow kind of like uh, distant or cold towards Mary and Martha's pain. He weeps with them. He, he himself, we see in verse 33, when Mary was weeping over her brother's death, it says, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and greatly troubled. Not only is Jesus filled with sadness, but with this strong sense of anger. 
Verse 33 and 38 says he was greatly troubled by the death of his friend, Lazarus. And see, Jesus did not create the world of death. It's because of sin and the result of it that the death entered into the world. And Jesus is grieved by this. He hates death. And yet soon he would die. And he himself would be raised from the dead in the power and the grip of death itself. Jesus would then, we, just a little later in the story, would walk to his friend Lazarus' tomb. He'd been there four days. He's, his body is already decomposing. And the sovereign creator God says in, in John eleven forty three, 43, Lazarus, come out. And he comes out. Immediately, Lazarus rose from the dead, given life by the power of the words of the creator, savior of the world. And soon in a few days, Jesus himself would die for the penalty of our sins. He would take our punishment. Wow. And he would be raised from the dead after the third day. As we saw earlier in the call to worship that Pastor Tim read to us this morning, the angel said to the women who came to Jesus' tomb in Mark, and he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. You see, if God, God raised Lazarus and then Jesus from the dead, how can he not do something about our struggles, right? You think your problems are too big for God? You think even ultimately your death or even your circumstances that you're facing, addictions, problems, circumstances, or maybe even fear you carried into the room are nothing to the power of Almighty God. Jesus makes dead things come to life. But secondly, we see here that only Jesus can give life because only Jesus defeated death. Verses 25 and 26, look at it again. There it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus promises to give you eternal life. He died on the third, and the third day he rose again from the dead. And why is this so vital and important? Here, here's the reason. We, we all die, right? After being resurrected, Lazarus would eventually die. And everyone since him has died. And everyone in this room will die. Sorry. If the, unless the Lord returns first. But of course, that's another story. You see, our death is true whether, no matter whether you work out, eat your veggies, get proper rest, take your vitamins, drink those protein shakes, do all the work, you're going to die. But Jesus is the only one who did not stay dead. He defeated death. He is the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Christ has risen from the dead. And if we believe in him that he 
is God and died and was raised from the dead, we too can enjoy a life with him forever and right now. His resurrection breaks the power of sin and death in our lives. He desires to give you rescue right now, not necessarily from your circumstances, but from the power of sin and death. You may remember that last week, Palm Sunday, Tim preached on Palm on that day and asked this question, is Jesus who you need him to be? I mean, we want him to be certain things, but is he who you need him to be? And the answer is, church, yes. Jesus is who you need him to be. He may not fix your problems, but he can fix you from the inside out. He can give you such a life like no other life you can be given. This is the beauty and glory of Christ and him being raised from the dead. In Romans 8, 11, it says there in that passage that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us, in those who are followers of Christ. Imagine that, right? You know, um, as, as a pastor, I, 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 I know a lot of your hurts and pains, your struggles, your marriages, your uh, workplace issues. I know some of you, you know, your struggle with just certain sin patterns and stuff that's going on in your life with, with friends and family and, and with finding real purpose and really trusting God. But one reason you may be here today is that God wants to do a new life-giving work in your heart. I think he's calling many of you to believe and trust him more. Why Jesus died and was raised from the dead for you and for me. So that you can do what we call around here flourish in his grace even in the midst of your suffering. He gives that hope, peace, and purpose even when we are in the midst of really hard stuff. You know, I remember uh, in my 30s, as a pastor, I went through this season where life really got hard. Man, I I felt like this, this really sense of my problems were like mounting and were like piling up on me. And I was a pastor, you know? And uh, I had feelings of, you know, anger and hurt from just what was going on in my family of origin. And then I also had some struggles in our church. And there were some friends who, who I felt they left. And the way they did it is I felt really abandoned by them. But what I realized is, You know, as I was thinking on it, I was thinking, if I just work a little harder, maybe if I just perform well enough, you know, that could have fixed some problems in my family. Or that could have helped to kind of keep those people in the church there, my friends. And I was like, so I started to try to strive and work harder. I thought, man, if I just, if I just, Give everything I've got. 
and pour myself out, then, then everything is going to be okay. But it, it actually didn't get better. It got worse. And I went into I, I, a, a pretty much a depression and went to a place where I felt like this kind of death-like feeling in those days. Well, I was invited by a friend to a week-long conference, and they were teaching on the death and resurrection of Christ and how that impacts your heart and gives you life. Look, I had been a pastor for 10 years. I felt a little insulted. I'm like, I know that. I teach that almost every week. Jesus died, rose again from the dead. He gives us life for all who believe in him. I knew this information, but sort of begrudgingly I went anyway. And by the end of the week, I want to tell you this. In such a deeper way, I knew all this, I believed it, but it went to such a deeper belief in that week. It went from my, really, the only way I can describe it, from my head to my heart. I was broken over my sin. For the first time, I realized what I really needed to repent of. And it was really pretty much my performance. And when, as I did repent of that, I felt this new sense of lightness and satisfaction. I felt love from God like I'd never experienced in that way. It was such an incredible time. I went and almost kissed the guy who invited me to that week-long conference. I mean, it was such an unbelievable life change. And I want to tell you this, that um, it's been 25 years and some thought, hey, that's going to fade away. I've been preaching that same good news to my heart for 25 years. And it's not stopping, gang. I preached it this morning to my heart. You know what I prayed? God, make this day about you, your name, your glory. Your fame. Make it about you. There's nothing better than you. People don't need me at all. They need you. And so today, do you realize in your life this? Do you believe Jesus rose from the dead that you may have life? Look at this passage, John eleven twenty five through 27. One more time with me. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When Jesus asked Martha if she believed, she replied with a threefold statement. Do you see that here? Look at it. It says, I believe that you are the Christ, which meant to Jewish people, that meant you're the Messiah to come fulfill all the promises of the Old Testament. You are the Son of God. Which means, really, he was saying a bold statement. He was really God. I am. He's God. And who is coming in, thirdly, into this world. His mission, Martha may not have understood all of his mission, but his mission was to rescue 
the hearts of men and women and every person who believes in him. You see, but death has to come before life. The death of yourself and myself has to come before life eternal. Yes, I was saved. I was a Christian before that week. I went and away to that conference. But look, I have been changed by the life of Christ in knowing him as the resurrection and the life. You see, Jesus did everything so that you and I can put our faith in him and trust him that he takes away our filth, our sin, our brokenness, and gives us a resurrection from the dead and new life in him. You know, some, some of you are coming here and you're beaten and you're worn down, right? I mean, so much thing, so many things going on. So, some of you, it's so good to see you for the first time. Others, first time here, welcome. But so many, all of us have been, you know, beat down and struggling through this last year, haven't we? And Christ wants to forgive you more than he wants you, more than you want to be forgiven. He desires to give you his life, his life. His heart overflows with infinite mercy to everyone who looks for, to him for their rescue from death. He is tender towards those who actually suffer from the disease of death and, and their sin and rebellion. But don't let anyone or anything keep you today from Christ. Your own thoughts may accuse you and say you're not worthy of, of knowing him. Don't believe it, it's a lie. You may feel torn between the life you have and the great unknown of the life with Jesus, which is offered today. But no one has ever loved you like Jesus has loved those who are his enemies. No one has ever endured the hell and just wrath of God in the place of those who could never deserve his love. He alone is the greatest treasure that we can have in this life and forevermore. He says this. Remember these words again. Think about them. Reflect on them. He says to you, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe God makes dead things come alive? That he defeated death? That he himself is the only hope for you? Is he calling you out of your grave to believe in him and his work today? Well, today, if you're not a follower of Christ, will you ask him to give you his life today? Will you ask him that? And then followers of Jesus, will you acknowledge that you have the power of Jesus to deal with your remaining sin? Will you be willing to repent and believe him and say simply, God, change me. Deep in my heart, change me in my heart. Lord, there's nothing better than you. God, help people to see you alone are the resurrection and the life. 
May we together, Lord, run to You, Father, to know You and Your grace and know You and Your greatness. Lord God, we just want to take a few moments right before You and contemplate on these questions again. Whether you're here in person or online, if you're not a follower, will you ask Him simply, give me your life, Lord Jesus, today. Give me faith to believe in you. And then if you are a follower of Christ, again, say to Him, God, change my heart. Kill my sin. And fill me afresh with your power to live for you. Lord, help us to run to you. Run to you, Father, to know you and your grace and the fullness of who you are. And we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
so today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and God and Savior, this is a, a really what would be called a critical moment. Will you uh, take that simple step of saying, God, I don't have to be proving myself. I don't have to be this at this performance level. I'm just saying, God, I'm, I'm giving up my way of life and I'm saying, Jesus, I'm running to your life today. And so today, if you uh, desire to do that, I'd just to encourage you, just take this holy moment and actually just give your life to the God who loves you more than you will ever love. His love is beyond imagine. His grace is incomprehensible. And it's for you. Will, you. will you answer his Holy Spirit's calling and just say, God, give me life. Give me life. So if you would just bow with me, if you wouldn't mind here, those who are in person right now, and if you don't mind closing your eyes just so people can have a moment of personal privacy. If if you desire just today and God's working in your heart and you, know, you want to come to know the, the Savior and God, to know Jesus, His life and resurrection, just look up at me. And as you look up, you're saying, I, I want to know Jesus. Is that what you want to do? Praise God. Receive Jesus today, His love. And you? Yeah. God bless you, brothers, sister. Receive Christ as your God and Savior and his life that he gives you. Amen. Is that what you like to do? Yeah, receive Jesus. He wants to give you his life. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Anyone else? Just look up. And so today, if you are receiving Jesus, and I may have even missed you, but God doesn't miss you. He sees you. He knows you. Receive life, his resurrection life today. Thanks be to him. And if you're online or you're in person and you want to talk about this with someone, I'd love to talk with you. We have pastors, elders, maybe a friend brought you. They'd love to talk with you too and help you in this journey. So, Lord, praise you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for these who are coming and you're working in their hearts to receive your life and let them in their journey grow in knowing you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for what you are performing and doing today for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'd love to talk with you that responded today and more and get with you and share with you more about this life and journey in Jesus. And if, again, you're online, let us know. We'd love to help you in growing and knowing our God and Savior. But let's together stand and all of us respond with, with crying out, saying, Lord, thank you that you are my salvation. Let's sing and praise our God together.
to our God, all glory to his name, we praise him. 
And so as we respond today, just let, uh, you know, we love to meet with you. I'd uh, love to meet you in the, or be in the pastor's corner, which is right outside in the portico area, uh, which is right outside the welcome area. You just go outside, you'll see us. And love to meet you and, and, and greet you. And I just pray that you'll have a great Easter, but not because you're just going to have great food or a great nice time, but that you would know a great God who's risen from the dead. And so as you go, receive his blessing and sending. A lot of times we open our hands around here just to say, God, I want to receive what you got to give me. So I do that. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Happy Easter. He is risen indeed. Praise God. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.